Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And let, let's start with my mistake. I sent Max, <laughs> uh, Matt a very errant text. It was my bad. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had turned away from the ASU Virginia game. I was taking care of some things around my home. And I looked up and there was an eight-point differential. And I said, eight points feels insurmountable. And Matt pointed out that we were actually the team that was up by eight. Right, right. And knowing how you are, because I'm the same way when it comes to stuff like that, I thought, there's no way you're you're approaching this with that. You know, some fans would be that way. Ah, eight-point lead, we got this in the back. But I, I didn't expect that was the case with you, and I had a feeling you'd read the score backwards. I, I had. I assumed we would be down. Uh, and we wound well, we, up losing. We were, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the end of the first half, and especially beginning of the second half, we you know dominated. I think for the you know about a six or seven minute stretch, we had a nineteen nothing run or something like that. Uh, unfortunately, just couldn't couldn't quite keep it up. Had a had a shot at the very end to uh, knock off the defending champs or at least send them to overtime. But you know, not a terrible performance. I mean, hey, it's kind of what we thought we'd. Uh, we get coming into the weekend. All in all, I think you you, you leave these two games feeling okay. Uh, could have been two and zero. Would have been sweet to be, but you know, not bad. Good good performance yesterday, and uh, you know, not a not a bad performance today by any means. Yeah, look, their defense is stifling. So the forty five points yes. we put up is not shocking. The, the the number of you know, we had 15 turnovers and, and a couple shot clock violations. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, it's it's what they do, and and uh, you can see it. You know, they're going to be they're going to be suffocating defensively this year. I mean, they they lost some of their offensive firepower from the last couple years for the teams with you know Hunter and Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, and they're gonna you know they're gonna play that way and. and you know, very likely at the end of the year, you're going to look up and they're going to be, you know, 15 and three or something like that in the ACC. Um, so I, I, you know, this is not a bad loss to have by any means. I mean, it would have been an even better win to have. Um, but, you know, this is a team that, you know, is likely going to have a, a one, two, three or four probably by their name when, when the selection show gets announced, because that's what they are. It seems like every year. Um, so, you know, could be worse. Uh, the key stat to let you know how good, Virginia is is two. That is the combined number of points for Kimani Lawrence, Elias Valtonen, Tayshawn Cherry, and Jalen House. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's a total of an hour and twenty minutes or so of game time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, they put up the number toward the end of the game. They've only allowed more than fifty points once so far this year, and that was fifty-five. Uh, so that, you know, they, they did not, they have not gotten the memo that, you know, college basketball is more wide open now and, and, uh, you know, that you're supposed to be, you know, running and gunning last year's team, they could do that. Uh, you know, but, but it seems like this year's team, they're kind of going back to the well of, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna grind you out. We're gonna make you work for every single basket you get. And we're going to do the same. You know, they, they don't light up the scoreboard either, but it's, it's enough most times. Uh, the other down note of the weekend is Sal Point could not overcome some struggles ah, and some, uh, geez, yeah, you know, yeah. they had a lead 
First they play did. of the they second half. Leads. Yeah, had a mm-hmm. lead, you know, in the first half and then took the lead early in the second half. And, uh, I mean, it, it just, it, you know, it had the feel from, you know, reading people who were there of a game that they really had a chance to grab hold of early on. You know, they got a, they got a turnover on Chandler's first possession. They get down inside the five and they get stuffed on fourth and goal. Next two possessions, they start in Chandler territory and turn it over with a, an interception and a fumble. I mean, it's just, you know, when you're the underdog, and, and they, they were, and you've got, you know, three good chances to put points on the board early and maybe have a, you know, two, maybe three-score lead, you've got to take advantage of that, and they didn't. And, and then, uh, you know, just it seemed like, it seemed like from, again, observation that the defense wore down. They really got off to a good start. And then, you know, as the game wore along, the size of Chandler just started to take its toll, and they were not able to get the stops they were getting earlier in the game. Yeah. But all in all, look, uh, you know, you and I, we, we talked about this several months ago before this season even started. And we, we both said, you know, gosh, it might be better to be the ninth best team in the state because if we get in, we're going to get, you know, waxed by one of the big boys. Well, we were wrong. You know, we, we got in, we won a game. Uh, against the 6A power, uh, and we played the you know three-time defending 6A champions to a full game. I mean, we we had the ball with two minutes to go and a chance to go drive and tie it. Uh, you know, so it, it look it's not winning. Winning's a, a, what matters, but I feel you know I feel like we proved we belonged in that mix, and I didn't know that that would be the case if we got in there. Yeah, and Doc ends his career as you know the best team in Tucson. So, oh, no question, no question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, you know, this this open division. I mean, if you if you look at it, it it's uh, you know both games last night were down to the wire, and they were a four A team against a six A team, and you know, so it's it's done at least for one year what it was supposed to do, which is you know match up teams that wouldn't have played otherwise, and give us some suspense. You know, both games came down to the very end, last possession. And, and we've got, you know, the, the 4A reigning power Saguaro against the 6A reigning power Chandler to see, you know, who's the best in the state. So, you, gosh, I mean, if you drew this up for one year at least, it's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, South Point was right there with a, with a shot, proved they belonged in that conversation. Unfortunately, just not quite enough. Uh, but the big news of the weekend is the Sun Devils achieve bowl eligibility with a yeah, yeah, 31-28 yeah, stunner over the deck. Uh, yes. We, we, as you said, we got the, you know, the negatives out of the way early. Although basketball, not a total negative and quite honestly, neither sell point. Um, but yeah, a, a very good sports weekend for Arizona state highlighted by the, uh, the football team, you know, pulling off the, the big upset and, and shaking up the college football world a little bit, honestly. Uh, you know, the, you know, Oregon was kind of presumed, oh, it's going to be Oregon-Utah, Pac-12 title game, winner has a real good chance to get in. Well, that's, you know, it's why they play the games, as they say, and, and uh, it didn't go as smoothly as everybody expected. Yeah, um, the Devils took a 10-7 lead into the half. They were up 13-7 at the end of three, and then all of a sudden the offense <laughs> showed up. That's when it got wild. Yeah, that fourth quarter, and I, and you know, in real time, I didn't even realize that so much happened in the fourth quarter. It's funny you say that because this morning I was even thinking, wasn't that game thirteen seven at the end of three? And it was, um, you know, and and yeah, you had you had a lot of swings. You had a dominant early part of the fourth for ASU, 
two interceptions off Herbert. We scored a touchdown. We got a two. We made a field goal. Then you had Oregon, you know, slice us up for two possessions in about three minutes. And then, you know, then the bomb, which we got to, we got to discuss this little by little. I'm not trying to gloss over things. Uh, And then again, Oregon slices us up, but we get the recovery of the onside kick and, and thankfully didn't have to put our defense back out on the field. Because if we had, I think we would have lost. Um, but, you know, uh, as, uh, you know, the opposite of what I said last couple weeks where I said, you know, the whole game counts and you can't get off to bad starts, this was the opposite. We played very well for three and a half quarters on defense, and thankfully we did. <laughs> thankfully the whole game matters and not just the fourth quarter, otherwise we would have been in trouble. Yes. Uh, for Oregon, Johnny Johnson's fourth quarter had a hundred and. 40 plus receiving yards and a couple touchdowns that that's yeah. a good day uh yeah. and he did that in the fourth yeah. quarter when they started going to him they started having a lot of success uh, you know we i i mentioned Jawan johnson going into the game he had been their go-to guy the last few weeks kobe williams did a fantastic job on him last night three catches for 41 yards three i was gonna 40. say i mean and, and, and several balls thrown his way that he did not catch uh, because he was covered, you know, it wasn't like he just had a bad game and dropped three balls or something like that. Uh, Kobe Williams was an unsung hero in this game. Williams uh, is I credited mean, it, with three passes defensed and six yeah, tackles. That's yeah, a yeah, solid I mean, day was, for a corner. He was very good, very very good, and and a savior in all honesty. Because you know our secondary's been been weak, um, and and he came up big in a in a big spot. Yeah, I mean, for again, for gosh, fifty-two or so minutes, we really played very well defensively. We gave up the one drive in the first quarter, um, and then another drive. I think maybe the possession after that, where we got the fourth down stop inside the ten. They went for it on fourth and one at the six, I think, and we we stuffed them. And then after that, you know, from most of the second quarter and all of the third quarter and, and the first couple possessions of the fourth. That was the defense that this you know group was supposed to be and and was part of early in the year, uh, but it hasn't looked that way for several weeks now. Man, that was impressive last night. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a number of different guys, but let's start with Jaden Daniels. Twenty-two, oh, thirty-two, four hundred eight yeah. yards, and about as perfect of a throw on a third and long when you need a first down on the bottom to Ayuk for the final. Man, oh man. I mean, all three touchdowns were things of beauty. Yeah. You know, the, the kid, you know, does not, you know, sometimes, I mean, we, we saw this with Manny. Manny was always inconsistent, and that's kind of putting it generously with his deep ball. Um, and, boy, those were beautiful last night. Uh, I mean, all three of them right on the money, right where they needed to be. And yeah, that third down play, and and I give credit to whoever called that play. I don't know if it was Rob Likens or or Herm or, or a combination of several, but it was third and sixteen. Daniels had taken a sack. Everything was going against us. We'd given up two scores, a little over five minutes to go, and that's an easy time to get real conservative and run a little draw or screen and just punt, and you know you continue and and. They went out and tried to win the game, and, and by God, they did. It might not have worked, but I love the aggressiveness of that play call. Yeah. Uh, Eno, by the way, 31 carries for 114 yards. Um, was really good as the game wore along, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he wasn't very productive early. We, we had success early throwing it. And you can see, and I texted you, I think, in the second quarter and said, you, you know, we've got some matchup advantages in the passing game that I did not expect. And then as the game wore along – you know, it's, it's kind of what you want. You know, you start to get that passing game success going and all of a sudden 
you know, you're getting some running lanes um, because they're probably adjusting what they're doing defensively. And Eno was really solid, including on the, you know, the very last drive running for, you know, the two carries to get the first down and allow us to, to not even have to give them the ball back. Yeah. Uh, from the receiving core, Ayuk seven for 161 in a touchdown. Darby four for 125, two touchdowns. Eno had five catches to help the cause for 54 yeah. yards, and Kyle Williams with 51 Kyle yards Williams receiving on two catches. Had a great, a great little catch and run. I think it was in the third quarter. Um, mm-hmm. I think we only got a field goal. It was, it was. I think it was the first drive of the of the second half. We ended up kicking a field goal on that drive, but a, you know, a short pass that he, you know, weaved his way through the defense looked like he might score. They ended up, you know, catching up to him there. You know, as traffic got there, but but uh, yeah, this was. I mean. This was a very good night offensively. This was, uh, you know, uh, other than the pre-snap penalties, you know, we had several false starts. Uh, we had a delay a game, you know, on that drive where we scored the touchdown, you know, the, the deep ball. We started that series with a delay a game, which is a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, you know, so there, there were mistakes, but boy, in the execution offensively, good success passing, good success running. Uh, you know, I don't know how many sacks we gave up. Wasn't a lot. Maybe two or three, I'm guessing. If you're looking at the stats, maybe you can see. It was two. Two? Okay, I knew. I mean, I remember two, so those are, I guess, the only two. One came at the end of the first half, and then the other one came right before the long ball touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and that one was honestly a smart play to take rather than throw the ball away because you want the clock to run. Well, you you don't. uh, You know, you mentioned Ladarius Henderson had a couple penalties. but going up against another true freshman, Kayvon Thibodeau, and really held his own, you know? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were uh, we were solid, you know, and, and that's – we've talked about it for years and years and years and probably will for another few years or many years. Um, that's what you want from your offensive line. You want to have a game go along where you don't think about them. And that was what it was last night. Honestly, as I watched that game and I was there for the entire, you know, beginning to end, uh, I rarely thought, boy, this line is a weakness or boy, we need, you know, like I just, it didn't, didn't come to mind. Now, admittedly, my thoughts last night were sort of 50, 50 with South point. So maybe that affects my perception, but, uh, yeah, it was just, just very impressive that they weren't an issue against a very good defense. I mean, we talked about the numbers this week. Uh, you know, five games of seven or less, six games of ten or less they've allowed. Uh, you know, I, I texted you when we scored the first touchdown and sort of tongue-in-cheek said, you know, well, we've outperformed five of their opponents already. Um, and, you know, it, it was it was impressive. I think this was beginning to end. And maybe Washington State, I suppose, the best, you know, a, an offense did against them this year. Yeah. yeah. Washington looked good in the first half and then disappeared. In the second half, USC looked good in the first quarter and then got shut down. Auburn looked good in the fourth after looking bad for three quarters. Um, you know, we we looked good offensively the whole way. Even even times we didn't score, we were you know we were productive. We got a, you know we got some first downs. You know, it yeah, wasn't, not a lot we of three turnovers. Not, not a lot. No, of... and and no turnovers. Right? Am I? Am I? I yes, I believe that's correct. I don't think so. I mean, I know Daniels didn't have a pick. And I don't remember any fumbles. Yeah, I don't remember any no, fumbles that we no, even no fumbles had. either way. No fumbles yeah. either way. So um, I mean, and and no no pass do I remember was like oh god that could have been picked or oh boy lucky you dropped that like I mean he never really put the ball in jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, as you think about it, 
Daniels played a much better game than Herbert. Oh, uh, gosh. It wasn't close. You know, I mean, Herbert it, looked good in the fourth quarter. But even then, but he had he the two picks, bad. and, and well, he yeah, should have had the third. He threw, he threw that True. one in Cam Phillips' lap. And Phil he did. He did. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, the fourth quarter for him was was very much a roller coaster because you know the first interception to Jack Jones was a bad throw. That was and, a, that and he was had a been picking on throw. Jack Jones all day. He had. He had. Yeah. Um, you know, and and he that was just a bad throw. You could see it coming from a mile away that he was forcing that. The second one looked like kind of a, a broken play that you know. Yeah, well, I think it was a bad snap. Um, and well, you mentioned looked, maybe it, potentially a hold on defense yeah, too. It looked to me that there was a collision, and Curse Thomas, you know, basically the charitable description would be he beat the receiver to the spot, uh, but he definitely was facing the receiver and extended his arms and then turned yeah. and caught the ball. Similar to what he did and got called for against USC. In, in the play that would have, you know, he picked it off and returned it for what would have been a go-ahead score, and that got called, and we, you know, we never got said go-ahead score. Uh, you know, so yeah, it was same guy and same situation, same end of the field. Uh, this time he got away with it, I guess, and, and it was big. Um, and, you know, those those extra points there that we had, I mean, I, you know, I, I heard some, you know, grumbling which i thought was ridiculous about you know oh you can't settle for a field goal you know a field goal is good there i mean would i have loved a touchdown yeah but you know we had third and goal at like the 11 or something you know the dump pass don't turn the ball over like you know some some fans i just think are stupid in all honesty i've said that before like you know what are you doing there like you're, you're playing smart is what you're doing the game is all going your way get those extra three points and well they ended up pretty pivotal didn't they yeah, it's one of those things that you see where I understand, and the NFL teams are getting a lot better about this, you go for, you know, fourth and short more. Right. And you try to right. punch these things in. Two-point conversions and stuff, yeah. yeah. But yeah. what you don't want to do is run into a situation where you come up empty with a bunch of 18 to 23 year olds on a drive. Exactly. And the other exactly. side is like, well, look at that. We made the stop. We're all right. fine. Right. I mean, as soon as Thomas makes that interception, my mindset is we're up by 14. If we just avoid a stupid mistake, we take a three score lead here. We got the ball inside the 20, you know, and, and I think that's okay. Like there's a fine line. I realize, you know, that you're right. There's a lot of this, uh, you know, movement toward you know being aggressive and going for two and and going forward on fourth down and and some of it i agree with and other times i'm like you know and, and i've said this to you before in other circumstances conventional wisdom gets to be that way because many times it works and and so you know conventional wisdom there says make sure you get your field goal and go up by three scores and boy i'm glad we did i mean if Jaden daniels you know forces that ball into the end zone and it gets picked off the whole game maybe changes right there yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, that's a minor point, but I, I really, I, there were there were a few comments I heard from people around me last night. Like, you know, this is like, you know, I mean, people criticizing Rob Likens at the end of the game. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying Rob Likens is is uh, you know an offensive savant or something like that. But this was this was a very good offensive game plan. No turnovers. As we've gone over, no turnovers, very few sacks, good rushing, good passing. Like, man, if, if you don't like that offense, you're really difficult to please. Yeah, it was about as balanced of an attack as we've had. 
It was, it was. And, and, you know, very successful. And, and, you know, again, I loved, loved that call. I mean, you'll, you know, we'll never know probably who it was that actually started that. But I mean, I'm, I'm standing there with, you know, the people I was with and, and, you know, the guy I'm with said, you know, Hey, you probably just run a draw here. And I'm like, uh, you know, like, man, I, I want to get the first down. Well, they went, they went even better than that. You know, go win the game. You're, you're the underdog. The game was yours. All of a sudden, it doesn't look like it's yours anymore. Go win it. And, you know, I mean, Herm, of course, the famous, everybody always, you know, play to win the game. Well, he did there. He did. He did not coach scared. Uh, and, and I loved it. We were the home team. We took every yeah. bit of advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was five minutes to go. Like, again, game situation makes a big difference. If there's a minute 40 to go and they have no timeouts, yeah, I'm, I'm content to probably just, you know, run a draw play, take it under a minute, punt the ball, and, and take my chances. But five minutes to go, and the way they'd moved the ball in the last two drives, you, you can't do that. You know, you can't just play not to lose there. And so I was very glad that they didn't. Yeah. Uh, you were in the stadium, as you said, from start to finish. What did you think of the light show? It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I didn't honestly know that they were doing that. I, I don't know about you. I didn't hear anything about that ahead of time. I uh, saw. Did you, uh, I saw a video released by, I believe, the official football Twitter account. Okay. That, that okay. showed it, but with you know, it was before the field was painted. They just ran uh, all okay. the lights and gotcha. from on gotcha. to off and. Up, yeah, it was cool. You know, you know I mean, you know me. I I, uh, I hate fireworks. And so, you know, the, the fireworks are going off, the lights are going off, and I'm like, you know, I'm having like a, you know, a stimulation overload there. But, uh, you know, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was it was a cool atmosphere, and, uh, you know, was it uh, was it on the level of what we saw at Bryant Denny, as I told you last night? I don't believe it was. But, look, apples and oranges. I mean, ASU is not Alabama. Uh, Sun Devil Stadium is not Bryant Denny Stadium, as evidenced by the fact that Bryant Denny gets expanded all the time, and Sun Devil has been retracted. So you know, it, it's probably not even a fair comparison. Well, and when we were there, you and I joked that if you tried something like this at Sun Devil Stadium, <laughs> the lights would have we to did. be reset for <laughs> twenty minutes. Which I thought, I mean, yeah, I, I really did. Like when they started doing it, I'm like, oh, God, I hope they know what they're doing. Hope we're not going to end up on ABC with a thirty minute delay because the lights don't work. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, it was a it was a really good atmosphere. Crowd was good. Um, you know, it was one of those games that you know you 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 just appreciate you know seeing and being at. And hey, I think our boy uh, speaking of ASU, our boy Nikhil Harry, I think just caught his first career touchdown. Yep, and it looked good doing it, spinning off he the did. hit and getting both feet down. He did look like look like back at Sun Devil Stadium all those times we used to see him. Uh, <laughs> Except but, it's uh, cold and it's wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have to do this very much. Uh, most of the time, it, it was uh, I, it was because it was sweating. Oh God, is that going to hold up? I don't think so. I think he's only got not the sure first either. foot down. That's a college only one touchdown. Foot in. Does he get his knee in? His shin hit. His shin hit. Yeah, I think it's in. I, I think, think that's it's a touchdown. Yeah. His shin yeah. hit. Yeah, it's a close one, but hopefully it is. I mean, not because of the Patriots, but because of him. Uh, he got the but, foot down. I, I, uh, I think he did. Yeah, but. On the subject of him and, and uh, the receivers, gosh, has that been a, a revelation this year, especially as the years go along, how good this receiving core has ended up. Uh, you know, for, for how much we wondered beforehand and for how shaky they kind of appeared early on, 
Ayu Darby Williams has really rounded into form as a really solid trio. And I saw Curly had a nice catch along. He had two catches, but that one along the sidelines was a, you know. He did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the young guys. They haven't, obviously, because these other three guys have gotten a lot of, you know, a lot of the reps, and deservedly so. You know, we, have, we don't see a lot of them, but Curly, Porter, Pearsall, they've, they've had their moments this year that give you hope. Uh, remind me, is Darby a senior? Junior. Or does he have one more year? He has, okay. He has so one more year if if he stays, which... Yeah, I mean, I, which he should. You know, I, I don't... Uh, you know, he's been really good this year, but what? I don't necessarily look at him and think, you know, early entry draft prospect. Well, I think you just, if you're him, you have to talk to people about it because... Yeah, you sure. know, this year he's got 28 catches, 597 yards, eight touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly shown the ability to get the deep ball, and that that sells in the NFL. You know, the speed and the size. But I feel like, you know, if he goes early, he's a day three pick. And maybe if he comes back and continues to get better as he did from sophomore to junior year, he's got a chance to be a higher pick than that. Well, and he will take the Ayuk role. You know, he he's, will. he's yes, fast he will. enough that he can do it. And yeah, yeah. Boy, how good has Ayuk been? I mean, he's making himself a lot of money. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's starting to get McShay's, first round buzz. Yeah, he's on McShay's uh, rankings as like a top 20 guy now. Which is which is wild, yeah. I mean, he could end up going higher than Harry. He wound up, uh, or right now, with one game to play, 60 catches, 1,125 yards, 8 touchdowns. Yeah, and And yeah. that's just... That's just, that's just receiving. That's not that the kick take into account kick and punt returns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I read, I think, you know, with now two games for sure to go, if he plays both games, um, but, you know, he's, he's like within three or 400 yards of the single season record for all-purpose yards, school history. So he's had a really good year. He's really, you know, we've, we've had mixed success with Juco wide receivers. <laughs> we really have. I mean, we've had a few that were supposed to be great and we're not. Uh, and, and we've had, you know, obviously Jalen Strong was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't put him on Jalen Strong's level just yet, but maybe I should. I mean, I, I say that, and maybe I'm just simply doing that because Jalen Strong was, was billed better, and, 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 you know, you think of him as better. Maybe I'm doing a, you know, Alabama-Utah comparison here where I'm saying, well, Jalen Strong was better simply because he was supposed to be better. I, I think that part of the thing with Strong was it was – Two years of the guy. He was. And he was. I, I agree. You know, I mean, he was the go-to guy, and he was he was really good at it. I know his NFL career, you know, was very spotty. Uh, not anything what it was supposed to be. But just on college success, you know, he was really, really good for his entire run here. And I took a little bit to kind of get, get into. Last year, he was a complimentary role. Got better as the year went along. And then this year he's really rounded into form. Well, and he also had Harry, you know. He did. He did. True. True. Uh, you know, I mean, but but it's been a good group. And, and uh, boy, oh, boy, I mean, you know, we, we probably we've talked about it, but we probably haven't talked about him enough. Jake Daniels was awesome last night. And really, I mean, and it wasn't an isolated performance. Like you look at what he did against Oregon State, even though we lost, played very well let us down, you know, to, to try to win the game, had a chance because of his throws. Um, you look at, you know, what he did again, that drive against Michigan State. Uh, you look at Washington State, obviously that late drive. I mean, the, the kid has moxie and he's, and he's just getting better every time out, it seems like. 
Yeah. Well, you just go through, you know, the stat line. He's 181 for 291, so he's over 60%. 2,600 yards, 17 touchdowns to two picks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and what, two or three rushing touchdowns too, I think? I I believe that's right. Let me pull that up. I want to say he went into last night with, like 17 or 18 total touchdowns. Yeah, he has three rushing touchdowns. Three rushing. He's, okay. he's rushed yeah. for 257 yards. Yeah, yeah, and protected himself fairly well. I mean, I know he got injured, missed the USC game, but he hasn't taken a lot of unnecessary hits. You know, he's not, he doesn't play hero ball where it's like, you know, he's running and he's trying to get the extra yard on, you know, second and eight. Like, you know, be smart, get out of bounds, get down. He slides. Um, he, you know, he does. But he does. in the he's Michigan very, State game, when he's you very need adept it, adept at sliding. Yeah. He, he likes to slide, yeah. but you're right. Michigan State game when he needed to to you know put the pedal down, he did, and he did the same thing against Washington State. You know the game winning touchdown run, that was one where you you know he could have slid at the five, but he he knew it was you know get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. He's he's cognizant of the moment. I mean, I I uh, you, you never know what happens in the future in in any situation. I mean, a week ago right now. The sky was falling for the ASU program, and Oregon was on its way to a college football playoff bid. So you never know. And obviously you never know what happens in future years for a guy. But, gosh, you cannot help but be excited for the next two to three years. And if he keeps playing this way, it's probably going to be two to, to have this guy as our quarterback. Uh, I mean, it just there's no other way to say it. I, I don't know if he will continue to get better and be, you know, superstar level for two more years. I hope so. But, boy, I'm excited to find out. Uh, ESPN's revised bowl projections. Uh, Kyle Bonagura has ASU in the Holiday Bowl against Iowa. Yeah. Schlaback has ASU in the Cheez-It Bowl against Kansas State. Mm. hope we don't go to the Cheez-It Bowl. Just, I just feel like that's weak. You know, forever, forever. I mean, look, I, I'm not a huge bull fan. You know that. I think the whole, you know, romance about the bulls. But, like, if you're going to have them, take the kids out of town. You know, I mean, like, hey, going, to, going to Phoenix is not exactly a bull trip. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, the Sun Bowl would be cool. We could get into that. Um, the Holiday Bowl, obviously, would, would be good. I think, in, in part, it's going to depend on do we get a playoff team out of this conference, which a it's playoff Utah. team would be Utah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no other hope now. And, and if that's the case, then your second place team, probably Oregon goes to the Rose bowl, maybe USC, I guess. I mean, it's possible that USC would get that, that bid over Oregon, but I doubt it. Um, and then everybody moves up a notch, obviously, you know, Oregon goes there. USC probably ends up in the Alamo bowl. And then, you know, gosh, you just got kind of a jumble after that. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to, who else is there? After yeah. I mean, is there anybody else with more than six wins in conference than those three? Uh, I don't think so. Washington's got six, which is stunning that Washington's only six and five. That's kind of like an eye-opener. Uh, Cal's got six. We have six. Washington State's got six. Well, it's a lesson of not being that good. So here, I'll, I'll run it down for you, the overall. Okay. I'm so, trying to think of my forgetting someone. but in the, north, in the north, you've got the Ducks... At nine wins. Nine, The yeah. Beavers are in second, but they only have five actual wins. Right. They have to beat Oregon to even make a bowl. Yeah. Cal, Washington State, Washington, all six and five. And all six Stan- and five, okay. Stanford, four and seven, not bowl eligible. Which is 
a, a stunner, uh, you know, given their recent history. But then you go to the South: Utah ten and one, USC eight and four. USC, okay. UCLA four and seven. Colorado so chance out. for eligibility against Utah right. five and six. Right. And Arizona's out now. ASU eligible and Arizona four and seven. So yeah, so you got yeah. That's kind of boy. That doesn't that doesn't help your Utah flag waving cause, does it? You've only got three teams in the conference with more than six wins. That's that's a probably and, not great. And, and oh, by the way, one of those teams beat Utah, and the other beat one Utah. hasn't played Utah yet. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I will say, boy, Utah looks good though. I mean, I didn't watch a ton last night, but I, I, you know, I was kind of following it and then got home and saw some of the second half. That defense of theirs is stifling. We talked about Virginia basketball defense. They're the same way, you know, like, they just give you no room to breathe. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, you and I, we, we talked about it a lot last week, and now it's relevant that, you know, we thought Oregon would win the battle of opinion, and we didn't think, or at least I didn't think Utah would, and I'm still leery. I want to believe they can. I want to believe that if they, you know, go and dominate Colorado and they beat Oregon, you know, in, in a, a semi-convincing way. I'm not saying they got to route Oregon, but if they, you know, they beat them by 10, 14 points, something like that, that they would get in. But I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and look, Utah has to win or else USC goes. Or to else the- they're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was joking around last night. You know, like wouldn't it be like as ASU was was winning and getting further and further up there? Like wouldn't it be classic Pac-12 if you know if either Oregon loses tonight, then comes back and wins the title game, or even more so, you know, Utah loses at that time one of their remaining two. Now they only have one, and USC gets in the title game and beats Oregon and ends up in the Rose Bowl in a year where they've spent the entire year, you know, firing Clay Helton every other week they end up in the Rose Bowl to end it I still love the tweet or the story you know why uh Clay Helton you know or like it was like why so-and-so will be the next USC coach and it's like <laughs> they have the coach they're ranked they're a and top I, 25 I team I got a feeling that they're not gonna fire him uh I mean I don't know I have no insight obviously you know but but you got this brand new AD, and it just feels like one where they might just push the ball down the road one more year. And, you know, not, I would not give him an extension. I'm not saying I would say, "Oh, he's our guy," and you know. But uh, you know, they 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 had a decent year, all in all, eight wins. Uh, you got a freshman quarterback that looks like he's got a ton of promise. You got great receivers. I mean, a couple of them are leaving, but you got more in the pipeline. They lost uh, one you know? game at home this year to Oregon. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. Uh, you know, I, I, and I think it was Herb Street on game day yesterday was kind of talking about them and said, you know, I know 8-4 is not what USC wants. And that's true. But in all in all, you know, given the disaster that last year was, given how hard their schedule was this year to start out, especially to survive and go 8-4. And, and, you know, you add in the fact your starting quarterback goes out in the first week. Um, your, your projected like, backup announces he's transferring because he lost right. that job. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, like. Gosh, I I just have I mean I guess maybe if you're this AD you you know if you have a home run that you believe whether it's Urban Meyer or somebody else we we you know aren't thinking of and you can make that home run higher you do it you know if you think that this is the time to do it you do it but boy there's a little bit of me that thinks like if you can't make that why not just stick with the guy you've got and give it one more year you know you just got on the job 
maybe give it a year. You see what happens next year. And, and if things don't go well, then you make the move. Like, you know, there's nothing saying if you don't make it now, you can't make it in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. We've gotten, we've gotten away from ASU in this conversation. And we shouldn't because it was a, it was a great night for ASU. It really was. I mean, we both said it. And I still felt it as the game was going along until about the fourth quarter that there was a part of me that wanted Oregon to win because I wanted the Pac-12 to make the playoff. Um, but then as the game goes along, like, man, we, we need this. We need this win. We need something to feel good about as this season slipped off the rails a little. And I'm really glad we got it. Yeah. It was a, it was a good victory it is certainly in the first two seasons of the Herm Edwards era, the biggest victory. The biggest, yes, agreed, agreed. You know, I mean, you can't like can't say anything about him struggling against ranked teams. You know, I mean, we beat we beat Michigan State last year when they were ranked. We beat him again this year when they were ranked. Cal, we beat Cal ranked. when they were ranked. We beat Oregon now top ten team. Uh, USC may or may not have been ranked last year. I don't know. I know they fell apart at the end. I don't think they were when we played them. Um, but you know, like. Some of the things that previous coaches, oh, we, he can't win in California. Oh, he can't beat ranked teams. You can't say that about her. Now, the, the other thing that you could certainly, if you want to be glass half empty guy, is say, well, boy, if you can beat Oregon, how do you lose to UCLA? How do you lose to Colorado? And how do you lose to Oregon State? Three teams that are or likely will be not bowl eligible. Good question. Yeah. You know, don't don't have a good answer to it, uh, except to say that, you know, that's college football sometimes, and and you know things don't always make sense. Yeah, it's um, it's surprising. I mean, you know, it's 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 an odd one because we will, you know, so Arizona's not bowl eligible, uh, which I like saying that. I'm just gonna just gonna let that simmer for a sec, but. So end of the year, we'll have, what? I mean, Michigan State has to beat Maryland in order to get six wins. So let's say they do because Maryland stinks. Uh, we will have four wins over bowl teams. Cal, Washington State, Oregon, Michigan State. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then we will have three and hopefully not four losses to non-bowl teams if Colorado and, and Oregon State both lose this week, which, which they you know, should. the odds would favor. Yeah, I mean, who knows? So it's, it's one of those that, you know, like, I guess ultimately, in the old words of, you know, Bill Parcells, you are what your record is. Six mm-hmm. and five is about right. You know, we, we've we've won a few games that, you you know, you think, boy, I'm not sure we should have won that. And we've lost a few games that you think, how did we lose that? And you meet in the middle and you end up six and five. This win is exciting. We will talk about what it means and how we feel about the season at the end of the season. Oh, sure. Sure, right. yeah. I mean, for, for the moment, though, I, I, and I don't know if this is where you're going with it, and if not, I'll let you get back on track, but I'm just enjoying this one. Like, you know, yeah, we're only 6-5, and five, and yeah, we're not going to, you know, go to a great bowl game or go to the conference title game. This is just good. It's just good to be an ASU fan and have a win like this. Yeah, that was where I was going, is, is okay. right now, this week, enjoy it. Yeah. Focus yeah, on yeah. Arizona. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, that was another thing I heard last night, though, as you said, you know, like, uh, you know, boy, I hope, uh, you know, I hope they didn't have their best game this week and then they'll lose next week. Like, oh, my God, stop with it, people. Mm-hmm. You know, just enjoy it. 
Look, like, I'd rather be – I was talking to my dad this morning. I'd rather be bull eligible going into the rivalry game mm-hmm. than needing the rivalry game. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Here's the hypothetical question. We were at five and five. If I told you we were only going to win one of the last two, which one would you have chosen? I mean, I probably would rather beat Arizona – for my own reasons, but I mean, the, but it's, the, it's a toss up to me. It, yeah. it is like I'm not I'm not I'm not firm on one side or the other. I'm not either. I'm, a part of me that thinks you know, hey, having a win over Oregon now, do you kind of dampen that parade if you immediately lose the next week to a four and seventeen? Yeah, you do. You, you know, so. Uh, but but you know, winning over to Oregon's big. It's 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 big. And if you lose to Oregon and then you beat four and seven Arizona, like, oh, yeah, you made a bowl. That's nice. But, you know, you had to beat a terrible team to do it. You know, this one has some weight behind it. Yeah. Hey, look. I mean, hopefully we can win both, obviously. You know, it's, uh, you know, let's get greedy and win both and finish seven and five. That's what yeah. I want. Well, that's but, the thing. You, you, know, you can't win both unless you win the first one. Correct. So. Correct. Exactly. It's like the old, you know, golf joke. Can't birdie them all unless you birdie the first. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, you know, like, okay, we, we got the one and yeah, I mean, it is, it is a weight off as a, as a fan to just, you know, especially when you start five and one, you know, you don't want to go into that Arizona game, still need that win. I mean, you and I talked about it a few weeks ago and here we were at the precipice of it, of, you know, five and one turns into five and six and you need that win to, to go to a bowl. So it just it feels like you know kind of a weight off around our shoulders now that like okay we're we're good uh, you know we're we're going to a bowl we know that we got those extra practices and that you know meaningless exhibition game and you know let's just see what happens this week. Yep. Yep. It it's good. It's positive. It's a solid development. When the season's over, we'll have a talk about is it enough. Sure, we've been sure, told yeah, it's not. Yeah, you know, but it wasn't right. gonna. But but here's the thing: the outcome of the Oregon game wasn't gonna change the overall conversation. Other than it doesn't. now, it doesn't. you say like, well, look, there is some positive here, especially if we win sure. against U of A and we end the year in a couple game winning streak. That's great. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, much like last year ended. Last year we were three and four after that Stanford game, and we won four of the last five. We didn't win the bowl game, but you know, we won four of the last five. We won at USC. We won at Arizona. And you leave the year feeling pretty good. Like, okay, we, we made something out of this. And that would be the same if we can win these last two and finish 7-5. and five. It, You know, it it's, it's harkens back a little bit to Graham's first year, which was kind of similar. I think we, you know, we started like 4-1 and one or something like that. And then we were 5-5. Five and five. I remember we were 5-5 five and five and we won the last two. And then we won the bowl game. Like, all right, we, we got something going here. And the next year, we won the Pac-12 South. So maybe the same thing can happen. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll preview Arizona. Uh, I don't expect a bunch of people to listen to that one because I don't expect a bunch of people to listen to any of them. Uh, no, and, well, and, and okay, one more little shout out to ASU Wrestling. I know we don't talk wrestling here at all, and neither of us really knows wrestling much, except WWE. Yeah. But uh, ASU Wrestling knocks off the number one Penn State. Uh, they've won like eight of the last nine national titles. So, uh, you know, started out as a, as a good moment and, and a record crowd at, at uh, i got to get the name right, Desert Financial Arena for wrestling, 8,000 plus. Uh, so a cool moment for that program that, you know, 10 years ago or so was, was cut and has come back and now is top five in the country. Good moment for them. Good moment for football. 
our alum, John Rom, wins the European Tour season long race this morning. So it's just an overall good good weekend to be a Sun Devil. Yeah, I, it's always a good weekend to be a Sun Devil. It feels a little you, you walk a little taller is. today. Fair point. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's a, you know as the as the Florida theme song goes, it's a great day to be an Arizona State Sun Devil. I'll just go ahead and change the words. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to talk about that U of A game, and uh, maybe we'll talk a little Thanksgiving. And yes, yes. Until next time, he's Matt, I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.